Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. to be in the presence of the Lord. It is always a great pleasure. Sometimes you feel like Peter just, you just say, let's just build uh, altars and just remain here and not go anywhere, you know, because it is that good to be in the presence of the Lord. Won't you just turn to the person sitting to your next, to your left or to your right and just uh, tell them you are at the right place at the right time with the right people and you're serving the right God come on tell them that you mean it you are at the right place at the right time with the right people and you're serving the right God now speak to your spirit and say I'm at the right place at the right time with the right people and I'm serving the right God Come on, give God praise in this room. 
Put me in A flat. A flat. It's okay. I, I, I don't really sing. I just... So, um, greetings to the saints in the wonderful name of Jesus. Okay, I'll try that again. Greetings to the saints in the wonderful name of Jesus. Okay, I asked them back because I need some help. I need you to help me preach. I need them to help me preach. Okay, so we're going to work this together. Otherwise, somebody's going to fall asleep, either myself or you. If... if if I don't hear you talking back to me, then it will really, you know, throw me out. There's a song that says, yes. Sing it with me. Somanda, 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 Somanda,
I would not be standing. I'm unworthy of being here right now. Because when I look back and see what Gorgeto is talking about, about the mess that I did, I was so undeserving. So we sing the song of David and just ask ourselves, what shall I render? What is befitting to tell him thank you? Shall I render to Shall I render for he has done so very much? Oh, if you believe that God has done so much, put your hands together. If you believe that he has done exceedingly, abundantly above all you can ask of me, I need you to raise your voice and tell him thanks. Bless the name of the Lord. We're in the book of Luke, chapter number 10. In the book of Luke, chapter number 10, verse 38 to verse 42. Luke, chapter number 10, verses 38 to verse 42. When you get to it, please stand to your feet for the reading of the word. Luke 10, verse 38 to verse 42. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman, Martha, welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Watch this. But Martha was distracted with much service. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. God, your word is life. Your word is breath to our frail bodies. Speak as only you can and build us up. Increase as I decrease. In Jesus' name and all God's people say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Here's a familiar story that we probably have heard so many times about Jesus visiting the house of Mary and Martha. And the Bible says during this time, Martha started preparing for Jesus. She started cooking, she started cleaning, she started arranging things to make Jesus comfortable. She was serving Jesus. But there's something that strikes me every time I read this passage of scripture. Because the Bible says she was distracted 
with serving God, serving Jesus. She was distracted with serving. Now I ask myself, what was she distracted from? What is it that she should have been doing and yet she was serving him, but it, the Bible calls it being distracted. And I discovered that Jesus then answers when he speaks about Mary. He says, one thing was needed when I come into your presence. And you have missed it while you were serving. You have missed it while you were trying to make me feel comfortable. You have missed it while you were trying to get me pleased with what you were doing. One thing was needed and Mary has chosen that thing. And therefore I cannot tell her to do what you want because she has responded in the correct manner to my presence. And in your trying to get my attention, you have become distracted from what was needed. How many of us know people who are out there ministering, out there serving God and their lives, they are at every conference, they are the first people to arrive at the conference and the last ones to leave. They, they, they lead even when their voices are tired, they continue to push through in trying to serve God. But the Bible says you can be distracted in your serving God can be distracted and and uh, it shows it shows in Fundis, it shows that when the time comes that that, that, that that he he is starting to the bible says and mary was receiving and mary was receiving from jesus when the time comes for for all those that in the in the presence of the lord start receiving as from the lord that the people who were serving start to complain <laughs> they start to complain and and they start to say, they, because ministry was never about Jesus, it was about themselves, it was about them getting the glory, it was never about advancing the kingdom, it has always been about getting the spotlight. They are always there, they are always volunteering, they, they, but they, all they are looking for is some applause, they are looking for a pet on the back, they are looking for the pastor to stand here and say, We would not be where we are if it was not for quakes. They, they are standing, they, they are doing what they're doing because they, 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 they require some recognition and Martha was serving Jesus but it was not for Jesus it was for herself and the Bible says she started to complain and it says do you not care that I'm the only, they will always complain and say but I'm the one who's pulling the weight, why is it that the pastor does not recognize when the pastor starts to, 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 to elevate some people into higher positions within the hierarchy of the church that they start to complain but we have been here for so long I was here when this church started uh, this person just came yesterday how dare they be given this responsibility when it is up they are serving not for God but it has always been about themselves and the reason is and the reason is uh, there's a lot of people out there serving with no relationship. 
they, they are serving Jesus but they have no relationship with Jesus and this is how Jesus puts it in the book of Matthew chapter number 4 when he's speaking to the woman in, of Samaria he says to her when she, is, uh, when she starts talking to Jesus about worship whether it's done in Jerusalem or, or up on the mountain he says, he says to her the, the response he gives her he says you worship a God you do not know they were worshipping but they had no relationship they were serving but they had no relationship their service was not correctly anchored it was not correctly attached to Jesus himself and yet they were claiming to be worshipping him and Martha was serving Jesus but she was not attached to Jesus because had she known who Jesus was, she would not be distracted in trying to, 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 to get his, uh, his applause. She would say, here's my moment. If you remember the man, Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside. The Bible says he was shouting to Jesus and saying, Jesus, Jesus, son of... He, he was not about to miss his moment because of how people... Uh, preferred that he behaved. The Bible says when they said to him, please keep quiet, he shouted even louder. A lot of people are serving. They, they, they don't have, ministry is not for God. It's about themselves. We, we, we hear them complain. We, we know them. I've been in the church all my life. I've seen people, I've, I've, I've seen people leave church because they didn't get the recognition they thought was due to them. Because everything they did was never for the kingdom. It was never to, to advance the work of ministry. But it was always about who, who, who sees what I'm doing. Do I get, do, do I get put on a pedestal? Uh, 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 once they don't see that they are being recognized, then, then they start to leave. They, they, they start to pick out things that are not happening right in, this, in the church. And say, this is not how we do things. This is, this is not how Musa Church operates. This is not what the pastor said when we started. This is, this is, this is not what is supposed to be. Because these people are serving without relationship. Consider the, 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 the lost son. Consider, consider the lost son in the book of Luke chapter number 15 verses uh, 25 to 30. The Bible says, now his older son was in the field. Uh, this is after the prodigal son had returned. And the Bible says, as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother. He said what? He said what? He said, your brother. He said, your brother has come. And because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fetid calf. But he was angry. Because this is what people who serve without a relationship, this is how they respond. When, when, when Jesus' love starts to manifest in other people's lives, in their brother's lives, in their sister's lives, once it starts to manifest, they'll start telling us what the... How, how, how can God bless that person? Because I, I know he... I mean, this person, 
goes to nightclubs sometimes. I know him. I know how, how dare, how dare this person gets this blessing ahead of me. How, 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 but, but let me tell you something. God is no respecter of persons. He doesn't need your permission whom to bless and whom to demote. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't need your okay on whom to elevate. He doesn't need you to tell him what to do. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lord, this many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours, this what? Not my brother, this what? This son of yours came who has devoured your livelihood with harlots. You killed the feathered calf for him. These are people who are serving. He, he says, I've been serving here. People who are serving with no relationship. He's been serving. He doesn't know the heart of the father. But he's been with the father all this time. He says, I've never transgressed. Not once did I go against your commandments. But this sinner, this, 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 this outlaw... How are you going to elevate this, this thing? There are a lot of people whose lives are distracted with serving. That they neglect the time to go and build the relationship. The Bible says, and Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. Just receiving. People who have no time to receive from Jesus. Because they think he wants to receive from them. He's got something to give. But your heart is closed and filled with so much that you think you are the one pouring out to him. Distracted. Distracted with service. God is calling us to a place where we can we should understand that our service will not build our relationship with Him. You're serving in the church, you're going out into the streets and ministering the gospel will not build your relationship with him. Your gift says nothing about your relationship with God. Your gift, the level of your gift is not a measure of where your relationship with God is. You're just distracted with the gift. And that is why the Bible in the book of Revelation speaks about angels, cherubims, seraphims. It says they cast their crowns. They take their gifts. They take what what, what they hold as, as worthy. What gives them identity. They cast it down. To say that this crown is not even worth anything. 
than me being in close proximity to you. Surrender this service. Surrender this gift so that you can exchange it for the building of the relationship. The burdens we carry will not be lifted through our service. They can only be masked. I know, I know a lot of pastors who preach their brokenness to obscurity. Minstrels who sing to hide the brokenness. And yet the singing, the leading worship, the serving in any structure of the church is not going to address the burden. Because that burden needs to hear the word of the Lord. That pain needs to hear. You need to be like Mary and sit down. And not be distracted with, with service. Jesus says in the book of John chapter number 15. He says I am the true vine. And he says you are the branches. I am the true vine. You are the branches. You take it back to the book of Genesis. When God makes man. He says let us make an extension of ourselves. The branch is an extension of the tree. And then he says, the branch will only bear fruit when it is attached to me. Because apart from me, you cannot do anything. A lot of people who are trying to serve detached from the vine. And we see this by the fruit they bear. Because it has no similarities to the vine itself. They still call themselves branches of the vine, but we see oranges. <laughs> How strange is this? Something is not adding up. You are calling yourself a branch from the vine, but all we see is kiwis and mangoes, and we, we see nothing that says vine in your life. Because for me to be able to minister, I need to be attached to the vine. Otherwise, I will serve contaminated fruit. Some people are singing here, but their singing is like inedible fruit because it's contaminated. It's only well dressed on the outside. But when you look deeper, have you seen when you take fruit from the tree and it looks like it is still intact on the outside. But the moment you take that first bite, worms start to come out. Some people are serving, but it's all good on the outside. But it is inedible. It's not something that can build anybody. Because they're distracted from building the relationship. From, from making sure that they are still anchored 
they're still attached to the vine. And then what we yield, what, what comes out of us. And it says, He's the one who does the work. But when we try to do the work ourselves, what comes out as a result is not what looks like Christ. And so you and I have to go back to, to check if we are still attached. I titled this, this message, Unanchored Ministry. When your ministry is not anchored in Christ. When, when, when your service has nothing to do with Jesus. Anchored to hold steady. Anchor to restrict or prevent movement from a set place. Anchor to keep in position. Anchor to prevent from wandering beyond bounds. Anchor to affix firmly. Anchor to offer support. If you understand what happens in the marine world, when a ship is anchored when a ship is anchored it may look like on the surface it's still floating but the anchor determines the distance it can float in all directions when I'm anchored in Jesus he governs my movements it doesn't matter how strong a wind may blow because I'm attached hold it if he is the anchor it doesn't matter if I move this way or that way but I can never move backwards because the anchor prevents me from moving beyond the bounds the problem is that some of us are not anchored and thus we end up wandering away when even the slightest winds blow we drift and we drift and we drift until our message is diluted until we say we must have an open mind until we say all religions are directed at the same deity because we are drifting away from the source from the anchor from what keeps us in place we still continue with ministry but because we are not anchored nothing governs our message we are open to any wind of doctrine that arises because we have lost contact with what enabled us when we started to minister. 
I believe this is the very reason that Jesus says to the disciples, having taught them, having what? Having taught them everything, he says, but wait in Jerusalem. These were people who were well versed. They had been taught by Jesus himself. They had all the information. But he says, the information will not suffice for what you're supposed to be doing. Wait in Jerusalem. There's an anchor that will reveal more of what I've taught you. He, he will be the one to guide you on how to communicate it correctly. An anchored person will go on information. And I know them. They stand in front of us and they start in the, in the Hebrew language. The word is, and in the Greek the word is. They give us, all, I'm not saying this are wrong, but, but you hear them, they are, all, they are pompous. It's just about, I know various languages, and, and in Aramaic, it, it means that the, the original, you know, they, they are close to saying the Bible is incorrect. They say the original text did not actually mean what the Bible says, but it, it, slowly, they started out good, but, but they detached from the anchor, and they wandered away. To the point where it became about them. A person who's unanchored becomes open to all, all philosophies. And I'm sure we've seen a lot of these preachers start out right, and as time went by, the message changes. As long as I'm anchored, the anchor is like a foundation. It is my foundation. It is my foundation. Jesus says in the book of Luke 6, when he speaks about the two men who, he, who built on, on different types of grounds, he says, those who hear my voice and take my words and do them, I will liken them to a man that built his house on a solid foundation. Listen, watch this. He says, this man digs deep. He does what? He does what? He digs deep to get to the solid foundation. But the other one just builds without digging deep. I'm in construction, so I know that before you build, you're supposed to take away the loose material so that you can. Do a, you can get to a firm foundation. So unanchored people, are, it's, both houses, I, I bet they looked good. When you look at them, like, there's even a possibility that the, the, the one that was on, on, on loose ground was even prettier. Because he didn't spend, time, spend money in digging. Probably had money to put it on, on the aesthetics part, on the cosmetics of the house. And it was looking good. But the Bible says, the one who built on a solid foundation, when the winds blew and storms descended, and they beat upon that house, but it remained standing because it was anchored. And the, and the other one, as spectacular as it looked, winds descended, and, and storms descended, winds blew, 
built upon that house and it fell and it says great was its fall when you are unanchored and you are active in ministry your fall will make front pages We need to be a people that understand that the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, God says, Isaiah 28, 16, he says, I have given you a tried and tested stone that will become the chief cornerstone. If I could, I would show you what a chief cornerstone looks like in a building. When they built in the olden days, they, they used stone. Have you seen those houses where they, they have rocks? But, but there's one stone in the corner of the building. That, that, that determines the, the, how the, the building is going to be shaped. If that stone is not square enough, then you will see the wall go in and out. But that cornerstone is, in, is at the bottom of the building and it is so square that everything else that happens thereafter is derived from it. That's what a chief cornerstone is. And so if Jesus is the chief cornerstone, it means the building itself is defined by Jesus. If he's the anchor of your ministry, your ministry is defined by Jesus. This is why Peter is standing before the Sanhedrin in the book of Acts chapter number 4. And he says, tell us what we, what we should do. Should we say what you want us to say? Or speak of the things that we have witnessed and experienced. Because we are doing what we are doing in the name of Jesus whom you have crucified. Who is the stone that the builders rejected who has now become the chief cornerstone. And Ephesians says you are no longer strangers and foreigners. Ephesians 2, 19-22. It says but you are now part of the body of Christ. Whom Jesus is the chief cornerstone of. Meaning you are part of an anchored building. We are part of a planted building on a solid foundation. Psalm 118 says the stone that the builders rejected. What Peter was, was referencing. He says Psalm 118 says the stone that the, re- the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone. This is marvelous in our sight. It's the Lord's doing. When we continue in our ministry and we don't have a relationship that, that, that is a foundation of the ministry, it's only a matter of time before we walk away. Small winds will blow, but an anchored vessel you'll see it move straight from side to side because of the winds but it will remain in position when you are when you are on the vessel it may look like it's rocking back and forth and sideways but it's never leaving that dock because it's anchored And Martha was distracted. Are you distracted with service? 
is you're playing these instruments a destruction to your relationship with God then maybe it's time to sit down like Mary and stay away from the instrument and I'm not talking about hearsay here my life I'm a witness to this that when you find time to step away from the podium from the spotlight and you just go and sit down and hear what God is saying I have discovered from this in closing that my gift of music would actually have become a hindrance to this particular ministry if I had not taken time to sit down and say define me a lot of people are still on tour but outside the will of God and people are clapping hands for them but they are outside the will of God A lot of people are preaching but the relationship is long gone dead because the, listen to me the gift can still operate it's a gift comes without repentance you don't have to do anything to, to retain it if God has given you the gift of teaching why do you think we have false teachers they are, they are still teachers they have the gift and they will say something that makes complete sense even when it's unbiblical this one time I walked out of a pastor's meeting because the guest who was supposedly talking to pastors to encourage us and to build us up what he said was so unbiblical but yet it made the most logical sense I packed my stuff and I left because I saw that I was already losing that bell because all the other pastors were shouting amen. And they were, they were on their feet and I was like, I'm not going to be part of this mess because this person is being blasphemous against God when he's diminishing who God is to what humans are. But naturally, it made sense because he still has the gift of teaching and it's a warning an invitation that check your life are you still anchored or are you serving unanchored 
does your fruit get its identity from Jesus or is it just me, myself and I if you are to build a church if you are to be part a partner in building Musa Church you are going to have to be anchored to the owner the owner of the vision you're going to have to ask yourself some some tough questions what happens if somebody who joins the church this year the spirit tells pastor Kogeta that this is your right hand person and you've been here since the beginning because when God sends workers he sends them with assignment and purpose and we cannot stifle their service because of church structure when they come in the day after if the Lord confirms it and affirms it you need to put them in the position where they will be what God has made them to be you have to move them past all structures and all classes for the church and you just need to take them there because God has already prepared them and he says to you you are in this level and I'm bringing you somebody who's going to take you from here and move forward with you why then do you take them back there we do that when we are unanchored when we are doing our own thing let us stand. And Jesus says, those who hear my words and do them. I believe in this year, moving forward, God is looking for doers. He's looking for people who will make it their mission to wake up every morning and check their connection am I still attached to the anchor every day of your living you check just in case you step outside of your house and you are unanchored and you start drifting and drifting he's calling us to a place where we surrender our will where we surrender our best plans for his will because his will is better than my best plan Pastor Kogiezo whatever it is that you may have planned for Musa Church but the will of God is far better and of greater benefit than even 
your most detailed and sound plan. I'm still learning to let go of some plans of my own. Because I know that that is a foolproof plan. If I do this and that and that, I will definitely get there. And he says, I want you to go by the wilderness route. And you say, but Lord, it's a three-day journey. And he says, I want you to take 40 years. You come up with excuses, but you said I must leave Egypt to go and worship you. The sooner I get there is the sooner my worship starts. And it says I have some load that will need to offload in the wilderness. Is your life still attached to Jesus? Let me ask the people that are actively serving in the church. Are you serving Jesus for Jesus? Are you like Martha, serving for your own recognition? That when things don't go your way, you start to complain. Because it's always been about you. Are you like the lost son who remained in the father's house? Walking in darkness in the midst of all the lights. With our eyes closed. I want you to start looking into your own life. Father, is my service acceptable to you? Is my service bearing your identity? Is my service defined and driven by your spirit? Is my relationship with you still alive? Am I doing what I do because... I'm so used to it that it has become second nature but it is not informed by you. Is my living in vain? Is my working in church in vain? If it is so Lord please pull me back. Please pull me back. Please pull me back. Please pull me back. Hold me close. That I don't wander away. I don't want to serve unanchored. I don't want to serve unanchored. Holy Spirit, we thank you. For the work of restoration on relationships. 
that you are bringing us back into position. We are firming us in position. Today you are re-anchoring us in you. That our lives are defined by you as the chief cornerstone. That everything that shall follow in our lives is derived from who you are. As your word says that let this mind which was in Christ be in us also. We pray for this mind to now overtake us, God. Send down your spirit right now. Blow like a mighty rushing wind. In the name of Jesus. Blow in our direction. Blow in our direction, God. Blow in our direction and send the four winds of the Spirit to now minister breath to our dead relationships with you. Resurrection power. Resurrection power. Resurrection power. Resurrection power. Resurrection power. Resurrection power. The power that raised Christ from the dead that we may know you and experience this power. Send it on down, Father. Blow spirit. Blow spirit. And get us right. Blow spirit. And make us right. Blow spirit. And restore us. Re-anchor us. We don't want to serve unanchored. We don't want our ministry to be a distraction from what we should be receiving from you. Cause us to sit down and receive from you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that this message has been a blessing to you. Why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them? Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Goodbye and God bless.